inside. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running. Commit liftoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to SWAT Radio here on Monday, October 16th. I'm David Gray, in for Brad Sykes today with my good friend Doug McCary from His Light Ministries. And uh, Doug, it's been a few weeks since I've been here, and I almost just started talking without the microphone in front of me. So uh, well, I may be a little rusty. Back, isn't it? And, uh, <laughs> nice hey, to be here. Hey, how are you liking that weather out there, man? It is spectacular. I was thinking about that before I came in. It's <laughs> Are we spinning the hits today? <laughs> okay, I get it now. Okay. I wasn't sure. It's, what... it's getting cool. I love it when it starts getting cool because it means we're getting close to that time of year. Well, I was, I've said to people recently, I'd, I've been here for in Jacksonville for 25 years now, and growing up in the Northeast and Boston, right? The Boston area. August, September would roll around. The light would start to change. We'd start to lose the light in the afternoon and the early evening. And and you'd know by Labor Day, man, that's it. <laughs> Summer's over. The cold weather's coming. And there was kind of that that winter depression that already started to set in <laughs> right after Labor Day. Although you would get some great weather in, in September and October. But you knew the bad weather was coming. And, and here, it's the complete opposite. Everybody's looking forward it's to it. It's the complete right? opposite. October is one of my favorite months of the year, and the good Lord just turns off the humidity mm. regularly, right, every year in uh, in October, it seems, uh, right around the same time. And you walk out one morning, and it's not it's not gradual, right? It, yeah. <laughs> that's what I always laugh at. You, you walk outside, and all of a sudden, it's 15 degrees cooler and no humidity. Like today, it was, yeah, it was beautiful. really dry and beautiful. nice. But uh, you have been out west uh and uh how was we that? have we my <laughs> wife my wife has had been in uh the san francisco bay area caring for her mom since the middle of august she had to go unexpectedly and then we were scheduled to be out there at the end of september for a family wedding so i got there and we hadn't seen each other for seven weeks uh kelly and i and that's probably the longest we've been apart by far in our 38 years of being together and being married and uh, so it was nice to be there. The wedding went great. Our whole family was there, including grandkids. My mother-in-law saw her great-grandkids for the first time, and uh, and then we got to, we got a week uh, where we could just take off for a little bit and uh, spent time. No matter what we think of of California, right? There's, mm, yeah. <laughs> culturally or whatever, there's no denying uh, how beautiful it is. It is stunningly beautiful along the coast kind of from San Francisco southward towards Santa Cruz and Monterey. And we got to spend some time in the mountains there and along the coast. And I'll, I'll just tell one quick thing. Uh, coming back up uh, after we had spent some time toward my mother-in-law's house, you know, you're driving Pacific Coast Highway, and it's it's hard because the scenery is so spectacular. But the road is windy and the cliffs are there. and you got to really be careful. But we were coming by this one point, and there's a big lighthouse there, and people pull over. It's a it's a state park, and you can great views. But we looked out, and long story to make a long story monotonous, as my dad used to say, uh, we get out for about 90 minutes and watched a big pod of humpback whales. Wow! Feeding about a quarter mile offshore, they were not far at all. There was all kinds of people there. I've never seen anything like it. 
from shore. I've been on whale watches. Yeah. But this was from shore. We, you know, it was got some great video, really spectacular. And <clears throat> speaking of weather, so often out there, you know, you, you if you watch golf tournaments at Pebble Beach or anything like that, they it, talk about the marine layer. It's fog, yeah. right? And uh, a lot of times you can be beautiful a little bit inland and you get there and it's foggy and cool, but we had spectacular weather. No fog at the coast, 80 degrees, sunny. So mm-hmm. we had a we had a great time. It was it was great to get out in creation and we stayed for a few nights in something called a yurt, believe it or not. A yurt is like a it's like a hut, right? Yeah, yeah. Now this was pretty nice. This wasn't really roughing it. It had a nice bed and <clears throat> refrigerator and uh, a, a couch and did have an outhouse though, so it was a little bit of uh, roughing it. But uh, anyway, we had a great time. So well, glad to be back. I'm though. glad you are back. I missed having you here uh, at our SWAT groups, and uh, I'm glad to have you back on the radio with us. Brad's moving. Hey, Brad, if you're listening, he's moving uh, his uh, his daughter. And uh, yeah, he's had a wedding and now a move back yeah, to back up, up to Nashville. Yep. So uh, he'll he'll be back. Uh, I think later this week. But let me hey, let me clarify. It wasn't Brad's wedding. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. No, no, yeah. He, it was his daughter's. Yes. Well, um, there was a story about this 66-year-old uh, Israeli former, you know, everybody there is former military, right? So he was a, but a former paratrooper in this retired uh, army general from Israel who uh, were, um, they were out when the rocket, barrage had been fired and the gunman came across the border and uh he uh went to his home which was basically near tel aviv he put on his uniform he grabbed his nine millimeter pistol uh this uh, the 66 year old guy then then with the general uh retired general uh whose son was trapped at a at one of the kibbutzes uh, they went there, and there were some young Israeli soldiers that were not very organized, and uh, they got into his Audi, and they began attacking Hamas gunmen. This retired general and this re- this 66-year-old guy with a 9-millimeter, and a um, uh, soldier was wounded. He took his M16 and they were firing out the window, and they were battling these guys. Unbelievable! And this general rescued his son, and um, and then they went to other places that seemed to be hot spots that were out there, kibbutzes that were under attack, and organizing and evacuating. I mean, like, can you imagine, like, for a second? I mean, like, we first of all, we have no idea what that's like. I mean, like, unless you live in Chicago you might understand what it's like (laughs) to have people firing into your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. But most of us, if all of a sudden we heard gunfire erupt in our neighborhood, we'd go into our bedrooms and hide. Mm -hmm. This guy mobilizes and goes and rescues his friend's son with his friend. And then they organize these soldiers that are out there and takes them and starts fighting back. How, because Incredible. from the time that they grow up, mm-hmm. they know that there are so many enemies they have to be on guard. And David, quite frankly, we we have become a nation of 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 snowflakes mm-hmm. and wimps, and and we 
we, we, we're so fearful now. And to see this story was so inspiring that they would do that. Mm -hmm. And I was reminded, uh, and by the way, uh, not this week, but possibly next week, uh, I'm trying to get, um, oh gosh, I got to think of his name. Hold on a second. Uh, he, he's, you, you've, you've heard of him. He helped, uh, start, um, um, the, uh, Delta force, you okay. know, who I'm talking about the general, uh, um, he's now the executive, uh, director of the, uh, uh, executive, uh, Lieutenant General Boykin. Okay. Have you ever heard of him? Yes. yes. I've heard the name now that you say it. Yep. He's now the executive director of the family research council. Uh, but he was one of the original members of mm. the U S army's Delta force. And he actually commanded that, that, that group. I mean, like that, that's the elite of the elite and the army. Yep. And he was a 36 year <clears throat> army vet. And, uh, he he's also an ordained minister. I don't know if you know that, and he has a he a passion for spreading the gospel. And uh, they have just started this ministry up there to men to try to called bold and courageous. And so I asked him if he'd be willing to come on. Mm. He he might be traveling. He's trying to work it out where he can come on maybe next week and do an interview but i would love to have him on they, they've been talking to him on several of the news channels about what's going on over there just because of his military expertise yep. and he actually led delta force when we were coming back on our float on the on the ship as harrier pilots uh our marines mobilized and went in and captured noriego with those guys in the delta mm. guys so uh yeah so yeah so it was I was really excited to, to possibly mm. of having him on. So say well, a prayer. Well, you know, you're talking about, and let me let me preface this by saying, you know, obviously you have an extensive background in the military and and served, and you have your your FBI background, and and I don't have any of that. I was not in the military, but when you talk about the country being fearful and 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 people being snowflakes and you know, I have said separate from you saying all that, you know, and like I said, I don't have any service background but man am i thankful for the people who have defended this country and and secured freedom and and i think that there are so many now that don't seem to be grateful and thankful or don't really have any idea mm -hmm. what brave men and women have done mm -hmm. for this country to to secure freedom and uh, and i have said you know my son teaches history at, at the high school level, and, and I've talked to him about this, and, and 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 of course I'm painting a broad brush. Not all students are like this, but I thought, you know, it should be required <laughs> that every kid of a certain age watches the opening 20 minutes to Saving Private Ryan. Oh my gosh! That, or or the other night, it's pretty brutal. Oh, I, it is. And maybe maybe that's a little extreme, but but maybe that's what it would take to mm -hmm. snap people out of. You know, wow. This is what these people did for us. I was watching. I, I happened to, you know, some nights you just kind of clicking around the, the TV and I, the Smithsonian has these World War II in color, you know, uh, documentaries. And they had on a, a, a thing on the true story of Midway and then the battle for Okinawa. And it just, and I, and, and of course there have been more recent conflicts that people have served so bravely and since World War II, but you watch those, those films unbelievable what these people went through we can't imagine 
yeah. it, unimaginable for for weeks on end with no rest and and, and this was before you know they really talked about and knew about PTSD and, and oh, those yeah. kind of things and the, what these guys went through. Oh, I mean that that that's a that movie really is a must must watch. Oh, Saving Private Ryan because you you have no idea at the you know that the greatest generation what they went through. I mean like the, the mustard gas and the the all the 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 warfare was so brutal and against fanatical enemies yeah i mean we think about the terrorists today but they, these enemies that they faced were no less they were brutal. crazy and fanatical and 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 so anyway my, my point is it doesn't mean that we all have to have served we just don't didn't all have that opportunity but we can at least be grateful and supportive and and, and thankful to the to 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 the to god and to to people who have served uh, rather than there's so many out there that just seem to want to disparage yes the military and and where would we be without them well we we need to continue to pray for the peace of jerusalem pray for the leaders over there and pray pray for all the 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 civilians it's just it's a terrible thing they're going through i don't know if you saw this have you heard of the iron beam it's like we're moving into Star Wars type. Well, I've heard of the Iron Dome. Oh, that, no, the Iron Beam is a high-energy laser weapon uh, that Israel created, their defense, uh, one of their technology companies, that is basically, um, it's it's an, a fiber laser. Basically, it's a laser beam that destroys airborne targets. I mean, it's like out of Star Wars. Sure I mean, is. like, it's uh, like you, you think about this. Think of where we come. You know, my wife keeps saying, man, we're getting close to the time Jesus Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. So we, you know. Well, come, we're closer come, every day, right? Yeah, come Lord <laughs> Jesus, right? Well, That's right. Well, I, I, uh, I'm glad to have you back, David. Glad to be here. Yeah. And we're going to take our first break. Give us a call at 844-777-7928 if you have a comment or question. And we are going to get back into the Gospel of Mark, and when we come back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. 
We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, serving Anastasia Island at 91.9. There I was on death row, guilty in the first degree. Son of God hanging on Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. Glad you're with us as we start a new week here from Jacksonville, Florida. I'm David Gray along with Doug McCary. Brad is out this week, although he will be back Friday, Lord willing, and he and I will be on together on Friday. I'll be here with Doug the next few days. Uh, and we are, we've begun, we're now several weeks into the new SWAT season. <laughs> and uh, we are into the uh, first few chapters here are the first chapter of the Gospel of Mark. Mm. And, uh, Doug, this week I know we're in chapter 1, verses 14 through 20, and uh, we're going to start talking about – this is this is kind of a uh, – if you remember from this summer when we talked about our, our the book we reviewed, the Discipleship Gospel or the Kingdom Gospel, uh, for those of you who heard us uh, kind of go over that topic, um, this is the – the scripture really that well, the this, bulk of that book is it, based it on. It is. And the difference between what we're doing now and what we did over the summer is over the summer, we did a topical study on this book, right. the kingdom gospel or the discipleship gospel. Now, as we're working through the gospel of Mark, we're expositing the text and covering that material, which is great to me because Anytime you're expositing the text, it's not my opinion, it's not your opinion, it's what was said from the original writer to the original hearer. That's what we're trying to mm. get to and convey that. And it, it really is, it's, it's eye-opening because I grew up not hearing a lot. In fact, David, let me ask you a question. Prior to going through the study, that we went through over the summer. If somebody would have handed you a four by six card and said, I want you to write out what is the kingdom gospel or what is hmm. uh, the gospel of the kingdom, you know, or the kingdom of God, what is that? Yeah. What I, would you have written? Yeah. I would have had to really thought about that. And uh, now, I, you know, I've, I've had the advantage of, and we've talked about this before. Well, the advantage of, being in SWAT for a long time, also going to the Philippines together where we had to kind of write out a short, crisp version of the gospel. Um, but it, it didn't really include talking about the kingdom of God. Yeah, right? the king, in, in your mind. Yep. But now. Gro yeah. Well, growing up, in your mind, because you grew up yeah. hearing about uh, about heaven, would yeah. you have equated the yes. kingdom of God to I would heaven? have thought of it as heaven, although I will say at some point, 
in my walk and in my journey, I did get teaching on the kingdom of God being equated to the reign of God or the rule of God, wherever that's happening, that's the kingdom of God. So I did have a sense of that. And hopefully I would have said that to answer your question, but, but I have not had a lot of teaching on that. And I certainly have not heard that often when I've heard the gospel presented. Well, most people, if you ask them about the kingdom of God would talk about heaven, right? Right. And most people, if you ask them about the gospel, they would reply with Jesus dying on the cross and forgiving my sin or paying for my penalty for my sin. Right. But I didn't really learn until I went to Israel about euangelion, which is the Greek word for gospel, Mm -hmm. which is also mentioned in the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Old Testament. And learning that that word euangelion was a secular term that only would be used in three situations when a new king was crowned when a new king was born or when a king won a great military Mm -hmm. victory nobody would say like if if just some regular person had something good happen nobody's going to stand up on the town square and say euangelion euangelion it was only used for those three. Mm-hmm. So for the writers of the Gospels and the writers of the New Testament to use that term, they know exactly what people would have heard when right. that term came right, out. Right, right. And you know, as you say that, and may, I apologize if you're going to get to this, but you could make the argument, right, that Jesus covered all three of those bases. Absolutely. Right? He was born as the king. He was crowned at his baptism. This is my son. Listen to him. And he won a great victory. He did win a great battle. He did. Over sin. He he did. And so they knew what their hearers were going to hear. So just a quick review. Mark's gospel is widely accepted as the first gospel written. It was written from Peter's account. And um, it was written to Romans who were being persecuted for being Christians. And it was focused primarily on Jesus as the servant king. And it did include uh, teaching on the kingdom of God and discipleship. And Mark starts off his gospel in verse 1 with the beginning of the euangelion, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And, And over the last two weeks, we saw how Uh, Mark revealed, uh, or God revealed actually through Mark, uh, a different kind of king in Jesus, a king who identified with his people. We saw that in his baptism, a king who intervenes for his people. When he came up out of the water, it says the heavens were being torn apart. That was the beginning of that bridge that Jesus made Mm -hmm. between man and God. And then last week, we looked at the... uh, the temptation or testing of Jesus in the desert and how Jesus is a king who ensures hope for his people. No king in history could absolutely guarantee the safety of all his people, right? Mm. Except for Jesus. Mm -hmm. Because the greatest enemy of man is Satan. Right, correct. And his chief weapon is death. He uses it to stoke fear, and 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 to to try to 
defeat us, to try to ruin our lives, ruin our witness. He, uh, John said, or Jesus said, he is a murderer. He's a liar. He's a thief. And Jesus went one-on-one against him and defeated him. And it didn't mean that he wouldn't face other temptations. It, it said he, he went away for a more opportune time. But mm-hmm. this was certainly a test. And remember that the, the, um, the temptation was not just to make stones into bread. It was to circumvent the timing of the things that God had already told him he would give to him. Right. And to just and to 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 not limit himself to being fully human, to to go around it using his deity. And one of the messages that came out of that, other than the fact that Jesus prevailed and proved worthy, is we saw what temptation really is. It's you know, sin, giving in to sin a lot of times is when we meet a valid need in our life in an invalid way. Mm-hmm. We, we really try to get something that we should have that should be ours, and we think we should have it now, and God says, no, I don't want you to have it right now. That was the whole issue of Jesus. Did God really say, "Go, don't wait on him to give you food? You go ahead, turn this into uh, bread. Yeah. You know, did oh, okay, so you're going to quote scripture at me? Uh, okay. It also says that he'll protect you if you are the son of God, jump off the pinnacle yep. and and put him to the test. He said, no, Jesus responded with all three uh, times. He responded with the word of God. And we saw that is where we look. We look to Jesus. We fix our eyes on him when we go through temptation. Yep. So we Ca- saw calling God into doubt, right? Yes. That, that's what he did to Adam and Eve. And they believed him. They believed Satan. Yes. God's holding out on you. I have something better. I can offer this right now. He's holding out. Yes. Calling his goodness and his timing, to your point, into doubt. I, I think that's, and that's going on. That happens in my life. It happens in your life, and it goes on today, right? Well, listen, um, we're we're going to look at the kingdom of God as it as as it's spoken of here in Mark 1 we're we're going to look at Mark 1 14 and 15 I'm going to have you read Mark 1 14 through 20 Mark 8 27 through 38 and then 1 Corinthians 15 uh, I mean 27 through 31 and 1 Corinthians 15 1 through 6 but I want you to think about the kingdom what do you have to have to have a kingdom well you need a king you need subjects and you need a domain mm-hmm. yep. and so God reveals several domains throughout his word. We see a heavenly kingdom. We see an earthly kingdom. We're going to see a promised kingdom, the land of Israel. We're going to see a rejected kingdom or a postponed kingdom. And then we're going to see a spiritual kingdom, a millennial kingdom, and an eternal kingdom as we go through this. So we're going to look at the different types of kingdoms as we talk about the kingdom of God. So read Mark 1, 14 through 20. Okay. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. 
And going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in their boat mending the nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. Okay, now flip over to Mark chapter 8 real quick and read verses 27 through 31. Uh, Mark eight twenty seven through thirty one. Well, yeah. you want to read them real quick? I can I can yeah. get those in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he asked his disciples, "Who do people say that I am?" And they told him, "John the Baptist," and others say Elijah, and others one of the prophets. And he asked them, "But who do you say that I am?" Peter answered him, "You are the Christ." And he strictly charged them to tell no one about him. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. May God bless the reading of his word, and we will pick up on that Yeah, we're going to we come, come back. back. and yeah, We'll talk about that, and I'm going to have you read one more text after this break, okay? The news. Yep, we'll be right back after the bottom of the hour. Stay with us. Times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care. This is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly health care costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with health care costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. No active accidents, but there is a broken down truck on the West Beltway, 295 southbound between the Buckman Bridge and San Jose Boulevard. Also, there's congestion building up on US 17 Roosevelt Boulevard, northbound and southbound near NAS Jacks. Mostly clear tonight, low 50, Tuesday sunny, high 70. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Doug McCary, glad that you are with us. And we are looking at uh, primarily Mark chapter 1, verses 14 through 20. Uh, and But we read also Mark um, chapter 8, verses 27 to 31. And Doug, I know you wanted me to finish off the scripture reading yeah, with First just, Corinthians. Just a quick reminder, because uh, we're going to go back over Mark 1, 14 and 15. Mark 8 was where Peter declared, you are the Christ, and he was. Jesus said, "Who do you? Who do people say I am? Who do you say I am?" He says, "You are the Christ." And it was at that point that he began to teach them that he's going to suffer, he's going to be rejected by the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed, and then rise again. That was that text. Now read First Corinthians fifteen one through six. Sure. 
Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the Twelve. And he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Again, may God bless the reading of his word. And so if we go back now, knowing what Paul said is of first importance, that Jesus died according to the scriptures, he suffered and died, and then he was resurrected according to the scriptures. These are essential elements of the euangelion. Yep. But they're not the euangelion or gospel in its totality. And for so many people, when you talk to them about the gospel, the euangelion, they they only think about the, the crucifixion and the cross. And it's an important part. But when the people who this was written to in Mark would have seen that word, they would have immediately thought, of rule and reign, mm, mm-hmm. rule, like you said earlier, yeah. rule and reign, the rule and reign of God, the rule and reign of King Jesus. Yep. And so verse 14, let's go back to Mark 1, 14, and kind of look at each verse here. It says in verse 14, now after John was arrested. So what happened, this is about six months after the baptism, Jesus had gone into the desert. He had been tempted. And then he and his disciples were ministering in the same area that John the Baptist was ministering down in Judea on the Jordan there. And what, if you remember, there was some overlap of the ministry and John's disciples said, hey, wait a minute, our guys are going over there with him. And, you know, it's kind of like, uh, hey, they're leaving our church, going over to that church. But John said, hey, he must increase, I must decrease. Mm. John knew what his role was. His role was never to be anything but what God had called him to be, right. which was a pointer to Jesus. And he did. He said, there's the Lamb of God. And so John was arrested. He was taken off the scene. And then it says, after he was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee. Now, Galilee is up in the north, and it's around the Sea of Galilee, and there's actually a mountain, David, that you and Kelly got to go to with us. Mount Arabel? Mount Arbel. Arbel, Arbel. sorry. That's okay. That's all right. It's Mount Arbel, and that was the rabbi's mountain. It was the rabbi training area of Israel. There were more rabbis trained there than anywhere. Now, growing up, in, uh, when you thought about rabbis, did you think about them in Galilee or did you think about them in Jerusalem? Yeah, Jerusalem. That's where yeah. I thought. Yeah. I had no idea that that was the primary mm-hmm. training area up there. Jerusalem was corrupt. So Jesus goes up to that rabbi training area, and it says that he went up there proclaiming what? The euangelion of God. So God is saying there's a new king. Mm. 
God is saying there's there's a, a new king here on the scene, and this king has won the victory. This king is the good news because in the people of that time period's mind, when they heard about uh, a deity who's an, a leader there, like whether it was Caesar, like that word we covered a few weeks ago, that there was an inscription found talking about the euangelion of mm. Caesar Augustus. Mm-hmm. People believed that that new king would give them peace and order and and take care of them. So when he says the euangelion of God, that's what he's preaching, it tells what he actually says right after this, yeah. which is unusual. You don't see it in, in other parts of Scripture. It says, and saying, and then he, he's in verse 15, First of all, that the time is fulfilled. By the way, let me go back to this euangelion for a second before we get into verse 15. The euangelion of God is that God forgives sinners and takes them into his kingdom. That That's to be ruled and reigned. Mm-hmm. And remember we, when I was in Israel, we taught I taught you what I learned uh, that I never knew is that it, that their view a king a king's reign or domain was not geographic as much as it was where his will was obeyed mm-hmm. so a king's domain is where his will is obeyed but our message today in our culture uh, the american culture is very distorted and when we went through the discipleship gospel we talked about that these gospel distortions of a forgiveness only gospel well, what does that breed? It breeds a, a very inward-looking consumer mindset, and it's only part of the truth. And in other countries like um, uh, Nigeria and some parts of Africa, you see a prosperity gospel that also breeds that same consumer mindset. Mm-hmm. And one of the statements they made in the book that stuck with me that was is so true the gospel or the euangelion that you preach determines the disciples you make. Mm. And it's not just a simple formula. And, and, you know, I see people, and I know their intentions are good, but what they communicate is it's, it's about a simple prayer. You just pray a simple prayer, um, and, and it almost produces a lot of times a, just a temporary change of mind about, yeah, I really need this in my life. But it doesn't communicate a new loyalty, mm. a completely new life. Right. And and so that's not what they would have heard. Yeah. And and as you said all that and talking about the Evangelion portrayed not a, necessarily a geographic area where rule was accomplished, but but it's where the will of the king was done. And it's think about how long people have been praying the Lord's prayer. And it's right there in the Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done mm-hmm. on earth as it is in heaven. That that That's it. That's what you're talking about. It's where God's will is followed and obeyed and done. And and again, I, I, I won't get into all this because I know we'll get to it, but the discipleship gospel, the book was so helpful in that it took these words right from Jesus of Scripture and broke it down, the gospel, into its seven essential elements right and some of them are right here in this passage that that 
the first one and, and into those four declarative statements and the three imperative statements, right? And the declarative statements being what well, the first one being the kingdom of God is here. It's here it's, now. It's at hand. The next one being, and Jesus is the king of that kingdom. Yeah. And then he gets into the imperatives here of repent and believe and eventually follow. And then the other declarative statements that we read from John, uh, from Mark eight, that in Corinthians, he would suffer, die and be raised again. Well, one of the things that a lot of people I've heard, uh, say is, well, Jesus talked about the kingdom of God, but Paul really focused on the cross. Well, listen, what Romans one says, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the euangelion of God. Mm. Paul over in Romans 10 says, how blessed is the feet of those that bring the what? The euangelion. Mm. The euangelion, that's that word that those listeners would have known to mean being ruled and reigned by mm. the king. Over in 2 Corinthians <clears throat> eleven seven, he says, Did I commit a sin in humbling myself so that you might be exalted because I preach God's euangelion to you free of charge? So no, it's not different. It's the same. It includes the cross. It includes his suffering. It includes the resurrection. But it also includes a call to be ruled and reigned by him that is so absent, David, from preaching today. Mm. People don't talk about it because we don't want to be ruled and reigned. We want to we we just want a fire insurance policy. Mm -hmm. We just want to know that our sins are forgiven. But even Peter over in first seventeen or first Peter four seventeen says the gospel, the euangelion of God. And so this euangelion is where a the king his will is being obeyed mm -hmm. and so no you cannot separate the kingdom of god from the gospel of god jesus clearly stated that and so the we, first thing he said yes yeah first it's thing. at hand yeah and so uh i know we got to go to our next break but I would love if anybody wants to call in. To, we can, we're happy to talk about this. It it is so important for for clarity, gospel clarity, mm -hmm. as we proclaim what we proclaim and what people hear. And unfortunately, not a lot of people are hearing about the kingdom of God. They're just hearing about and getting, following the king. Yeah, they're just hearing about getting their yeah. sins forgiven. So call us at eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. As Doug said, if you have a comment or a question, we'll be right back on SWAT Radio after our last break. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is one eight four four seven 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 seventy nine twenty eight. That's eight four four seven 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 seventy nine twenty eight or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. 
They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on The Truth. 91 FM. The Truth. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Doug McCary, glad you're with us. And we are looking at primarily at Mark chapter 1, verses 14 through 20, and we've looked at a couple of other passages in Mark and in 1 Corinthians as well. And Doug, before the break, you uh, asked or said, anybody who wanted to call, please give us a call and ask and you shall receive, right? Uh, yeah, but hey, before we go to the call, I do want to say what I just shared with sure, you on the sure. break, oh, that we have... A, a faulty understanding or at least there's been faulty teaching because this was my understanding until uh years ago that it was it was shown to me that 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 our sin the gospel is about our sins being forgiven so we can be brought into the kingdom the reason our sins are forgiven is not just for the sake of forgiving our sins and that's part of it but it's to be brought into relationship not just to go to heaven but to be part of the kingdom to be ruled and reigned and deployed as his ambassadors out in the world mm -hmm. and so uh i just wanted to say that and yeah we do have a caller welcome to swat radio hello uh thank you for having me my name is jomlik sure hey, hi jomlik hey, how, how are, are you, you? Hey, I'm doing good. I remember speaking to David last time, and I yeah. just wanted to introduce myself uh, to Doug as well. All right. Well, good. I'm glad you called. How are you doing today? Man, I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. How are you guys? You're, we're, we're hanging. Are, are you from here in Jacksonville? Or are you up in Virginia or Mississippi? Where are you calling from? Uh, so I'm calling from Jacksonville. Oh, okay. All right. Good. Well, what what's on your mind? Uh, yeah, so pretty much I, I just wanted to voice out my opinion. I agree with you guys 100% uh, about what you guys are saying about the Holy Scriptures, about the good news of Jesus Christ. Um, I just finished, well, I'm I'm in the book of Genesis right now, and uh, that, that book is really amazing. But uh, since we're talking about the book of Mark, uh, yeah, that Jesus definitely uh, came to set us free from our sins because the voice of the serpent had deceived Eve and everything. Uh, but at the same time, it was it's amazing to see God's promise uh, come through through His Holy Spirit and uh, in the Virgin Mary and uh, how He actually became a man and uh, bore our sins on the on the on Himself. And uh, he took that upon himself so that we could be set free. And uh, so I just wanted to voice that out. Mm. And uh, thank you guys for hearing me out. Yeah, and as Doug just said, Jean-Luc, set us free so that we can be brought into the kingdom of God and be 
subjects and servants in the kingdom, not not just so we can be forgiven and do our own thing, but so that we can be forgiven in order to be set right first and foremost in our relationship with God. So as Doug said, we can be ruled and reigned by him and used by him. So he, he, he take, you know, I, I've heard it said, right, that history, <laughs> the word history is his story, right? God's story. Mm-hmm. And he's gracious and loving enough to do what he's done to take us along and make us part of that story and make us, you know, uh, allow us to be, people that are involved in the story and, and, and he's using us to unfold the story through no merit of our own, but through his graciousness and his love. So well, well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of faulty teaching out there that, you know, talks about freedom, you know, the, the freedom and Paul addresses this, you know, when he talks about, listen, you weren't, you weren't brought in to mm. be licentious. You weren't. That's right. not the reason he redeemed you. He redeemed us to be brought into the kingdom family and serve as his kingdom priest, putting God on display to a hurting world. Right yeah. now, there are so many people that are confused because you got people that call themselves followers of Jesus that don't act like. Uh, followers of Jesus. Not that we should be perfect, but we should be loyal subjects. Mm. And there's no loyalty to the kingdom. Yeah, you know, and that that's just it's kind of like people want to be in the Marine Corps and get a uniform, but they want to do whatever they want to do. No, when you are in the Marine Corps, you serve a purpose of the Marine Commandant. Well, when you come into the kingdom of God, you are ruled and reigned by Him. And so the freedom that you have is not to sin anymore. That's the that's the misconception. Right. The freedom that you have is now you have the freedom not to because before we were slaves to sin is what mm. the scripture says. Mm-hmm. Uh, so John, like I don't know if if that's helpful at all, but I certainly appreciate you calling in. I'm glad you listen. And do, hey, John, like do, do, have you ever read the discipleship gospel? Uh, no, I, don't, I haven't. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. If you will give Jeremy your address, uh, I'll, I'll like I'll get you off air. You can give it to him. I'll be happy to send you a copy if you want. Okay. It's a good book. Okay. Heard. Awesome. All right. <laughs> Thank you. I'm. Uh, I'm in uh, right now. As I mentioned, uh, I'm. I've read through like the the new testament i'm coming back to the old testament again just to kind of refresh my memory and my mind and uh i remember from the book of matthew one last thing before i let you guys go that in matthew um his uh when the the meaning of jesus's name was being said it actually says uh that his name means he will save his people from Mm. their sins so i think it's pretty amazing that the name of jesus has has set so many people free but um but yeah thank you guys for having me sure thanks for listening and thanks for calling i'm sure hopefully we'll talk again yeah oh yeah all right stay on the line okay and jeremy will get your information okay will do thanks i'm like appreciate it yeah 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 said they will call his name emmanuel god with Mm -hmm. us god in the flesh that still blows me away that god would you know put his divine powers aside to be limited to a human body yeah uh that that that's just mind-blowing and uh 
you know, um, we, 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 you know, we talked a little bit about Israel at the beginning of the church, but I mean, uh, the not church, but the uh, program. And even just talking about um, his birth, talking about Emmanuel, I think about when we were in that cave uh, in the shepherd's field. Yep. And, you know, how he came in such an unlikely way. And the truth is, we don't know how he's going to return. Nobody can tell you exactly how he's going to look when he returns. We yep. know what the scriptures say. Mm hmm. And everybody's got different opinions on when it could be. But Lori said this to me yesterday because she said this a lot in the last few days, actually, that, you know, I think we're near the, the return. I think his return is close. And we were driving down to see our son in Melbourne. And she said, uh, we were talking about that. And she said, you know, Doug, the disciples lived every day like they were going to see his return. Mm hmm. And if you and I are really honest, David, most of our life, no. we have not lived that way. No, no, no. no. They lived every day no. after his ascension right. like he was coming back. Right. And we don't. Mm. And and they lived with a king rule mindset. We lived with a, okay, I'm saved mindset. And there's a different mindset. Yeah, for sure. All those parables you think he told about the king returned, the king going away, you know, the, the, the five virgins who were ready, you know, and the versus those who weren't. Yep. And it's, it's really convicting yeah. to teach through this and, yep. be, and be reminded. And like you said, this is something we need to be reminded yep. of. It, it's not that we don't know it. We just get distracted. <clears throat> and, and being reminded as believers, because this verse is not, this verse is really directed at unbelievers, the verse I'm thinking of, but when the Bible talks about God is not slow in the sense that we think of slow. He's not, but he's, he's, we, people mistake his patience mm -hmm. and kindness as a lack of intent to judge, mm -hmm. to return and or to judge, right? And the Bible talks just like in Noah's day, right? Think about how long it took Noah to build the ark. Yeah. And people thought, oh, this is never going to happen. Years yeah, this is never going to happen. You're crazy, mm -hmm. right? This is never going to happen. And when it did happen, bang, right, to say the least. And and that's why the Bible says Jesus will come when you, when people are not expecting it and like a thief in the night. And, and, and people will be going about their business saying peace and safety, and, and, and he'll come back. All this idea that somehow man is going to bring about the end of history with climate change or nuclear war or whatever it is. I'm not, I'm not saying we shouldn't be good stewards. We should be. Mm -hmm. But God will bring about the end of history. Jesus' return will bring about the end of history, not not people. That's the height of arrogance to think that people are going to bring about, you know, the end of the world, so to speak, or yeah. the end of history as we know it. Well, when you think back to some of the Old Testament kings I, I was just even thinking about Elijah confronting Ahab. And, you know, we read those stories a lot of times and we're, we, we forget, like, this is real people. 850 other men, spiritual men, that he confronted. He singularly 
confronted these prophets of Baal and mm-hmm. Asherah mm-hmm. and then challenged them, taunted them. The original trash talker. Yeah. And then God comes down. God produced fire over wet wood, water that was there, licked up all the stuff. And then when he ordered them slain, everybody said, we're on his side now because they saw Mm -hmm. what God did. We forget that that same God is still ruling and reigning today. He rules over Israel. None of this is is catching him off guard. No. So we do pray for the peace of Israel. And, and Dave, remember, the king's domain is where his will is obeyed. So may we obey our king and look forward to his return. Amen. Thanks for listening today, John Luck. Thank you for calling. We're going to be back tomorrow, Doug and I. Hope you'll listen from 3 to 4 as we are here every day on SWAT Radio. And uh, have a great rest of the day. We'll be back tomorrow.